El Duncan, Frank Isola, Israel Gutierrez, Harry Lyles Jr. I want to show you something. This is our hero, Woody Page, when he started covering the Whoa. Denver Nuggets. They were in the ABA. <laughs> they made the move to the NBA, scored a million points in the 80s and 90s. Here's what Woody looked like. Nice then rider. came the 2000s, and Woody was never heard of again. David Today, that man covers his team in the NBA Finals. It's Heat Nuggets. It's the Cafeteria Series. It's also Israel Gutierrez's return to the crowd. And Jokic versus Butler. Let's go. Who does Woody have in the series? Finding out guess? named after Woodrow Wilson, after the president? Maybe. Woodrow, they're stuck with that. You know, though, Israel, it is time for you to feast on some points. In October, you were the only ESPN employee on record to pick a Nuggets Heat Finals. Pretty nice. Not bad. However, when they asked you to re-pick at the start of the playoffs, you had Milwaukee taking Miami out. Oh, no. What is happening? Oh, Enough about you, Israel. But we will start with you. You're in Miami. And the first question I'm going to ask you, out of the gate for these finals, how did the Heat even begin to slow down Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray? Well, it's a difficult proposition, especially when you've got Bam Adebayo at six foot nine as your center. But we know about the Miami Heat. They're the best coach team in these playoffs. And you know their defense is going to be relentless and they're going to find ways to make some things difficult for Nikola Jokic. It's really impossible to stop him. He's so talented. He's got such a great basketball IQ. He's got such a great supporting cast around him. But I think the most important way to get him fatigued, if you will, is on the defensive end. And it's almost as if the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler have been preparing for this matchup with Jokic as the playoffs have gone along, because whether it's against Brooke Lopez or Mitchell Robertson or Robert Williams III, whenever they'd get a switch shot with Jimmy Butler, it felt like he would attack the big man all the time. And it just made you wonder why. Well, he just felt confident in it. Well, he's going to be more confident attacking Nikola Jokic if he's ever uh, on a switch or if they don't switch, just attacking the way they're defending the pick and roll. And so as the best coach team in the playoffs with Eric Spolster, they're not going to let the Denver Nuggets slide. They're going to make sure he has to defend as often as possible and hopefully it affects his offense. Harry Lyles Jr., from the Heat's perspective, what do you do with Jokic and Murray? Yeah, Tony, as our westernmost panelist today, I'm glad you've come to me for my expertise. Uh, I would say for that duo, I, I think to me it's more about slowing down not just Jokic overall, but it's one of the things that makes him not just a good player, but a great player. He's good when he gets his points and rebounds, but this is a different basketball team when he is dishing it. This season, regular and postseason, they are 41-6 and six when he has 10 or more assists. That number goes down to 19-18 and 18 when it's less than 10. So if you're the Miami Heat, stopping him as a facilitator is how you start giving yourself a chance in this series, and then you go from there. L. Duncan, from Miami's perspective, do you agree with Harry that you have to stop Jokic as the assist man, or do you agree with Israel that you have to attack him when he's on the defensive end? Yeah, this sort of feels like asking, like, the egg, do you want to get fried or scrambled? Like, either way, you're going to get cooked. Um, because Nikola Jokic is shooting 70% against Miami in the regular season. And I'm sorry, no disrespect to playoff Jimmy, but Jokic has had some post-seasoning as well. He is shooting even better than he was in the regular season. They just have a counter for everything that Miami's going to try to do, right? Miami loves to do that zone defense. You do that against them, then Jokic is just going to post up at the elbow where he's shooting 70%. If you go man, unlike Missoula, Malone is going to try and exploit some of the weaknesses with your worst mm -hmm. defenders, namely a guy like Duncan Robinson, who you need to be on 
on the floor because you need his points, yeah. especially with Tyler Hero gone. I actually think maybe the best defense for Miami is to keep trying to outperform offensively from deep. If they keep shooting 39% from three, then it's going to be hard for Denver to contend with. Mm. And Frank Isola, game plan it for me. Jokic, the yeah. well, he's not the MVP, but he's a two-time MVP in this in this matchup. If you're Spolster, what do you do? Yeah, you know, I, I just love the fact that Izzy treated his preseason prediction the way the Heat fans treated Game 6 back in 2013 when you all left before the Ray Allen shot. Then he makes a shot. Oh, now wow. everyone's all wow. back in. That's a lot of work from great. Frank to bring back you in know, an ancient memory. The, but I'll say this about Izzy. He is right about Nicole Jokic. You've got to make him work on the defensive end because you're not going to be able to guard him. It's not Robert Williams at third. It's not Al Horford. He's bringing the ball up the court. He's initiating the offense. And think about this. Jamal Murray is averaging 8.5 points, 8.5 points more in the playoffs for his career than he does in the regular season. Jokic is at 6.9. In NBA history, you know where they rank? 1 and 2. So those guys actually wow. elevate their play during the playoffs. They'll be very difficult to stop. The thing is to try to reduce Jokic being on the court, make him run a little bit, make him work. Because offensively, come on, guys, he's at a 29.9 points per game, triple-double in the playoffs. He has been nothing short of unstoppable. Next question. Most important player in this series, L. I'm looking for a MIP. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Aaron Gordon on the Nuggets here just because I think that this is obviously going to come down to Jimmy Butler, right? Obviously, Miami's been getting great contributions from their unrivaled guys, their unheralded guys, their undrafted guys. But it's really going to come down to what Jimmy Butler can do offensively. And Aaron Gordon's had great success against him. In fact, Jimmy Butler is averaging 11 points per possession when he's guarded by Aaron Gordon. That's almost seven points less than when he's being defended by anybody else in the NBA. Gordon's wow. already pulled tough assignments in KD and LeBron James. And so I think really it's going to come down to him and what he's able to do and the counter that Jimmy Butler will have. Incredible stat from Mel Duncan there on how effective Gordon is against Butler. Israel, do you agree that the most important player in this series is Aaron Gordon? No, because he hasn't faced Jimmy Butler in the playoffs yet. And what he did to Drew Holiday, one of the best defenders there are, are in the league, was a sign that, you know, regular season matchups probably don't matter as much. To me, it's Jamal Murray as the most important player on this, in this series because, you know, Miami's scheme against Jokic. You know they're trying to do everything possible to keep him from dominating the game. And if Jamal Murray gets into his, you know, rhythm and finds a way to be unstoppable on his end, finds a way to make shots that are contested and sort of demoralize the Miami Heat, he is the difference maker. So it feels like Jamal Murray to me is the guy that makes this series. I've got a Gordon. I've got a Murray. Still nobody from Miami. Harry Lyles, most important player in this series? It is Jimmy Butler. L, I thought you put together a great argument for why he is, because this Miami team has only gone as far as he has been willing to take them. When he scores 25 points per game or more, they're 10 and 2. The Celtics gave him his three, three of his four lowest scoring outputs, and they lost two of those games because he simply just clearly didn't have that dog in him those games, which you know is a tried and tested analytic. But when Jimmy Butler <laughs> says, get on my back, let's go, that heat culture stuff that a lot of people sometimes do or don't want to buy into, that's very real. And this team is still an underdog that needs somebody out on the floor that's going to be not just a physical but a mental enforcer. And Jimmy Butler is absolutely that player. I'm intrigued and don't get by far this. Without him. Some way some of you guys answer the most important yeah. player question because sometimes it's clearly the most important player in a team, Jimmy Butler. Sometimes it's an X-factor player and how they uh, work in the equation. Frank Isolo, is it Butler? Is it Jokic? Is it Murray? Is it yeah. Gordon? 
Yeah, I, I love the way that Elle broke it down. Like you know, she was like Hubie Brown. She didn't. All she was missing was in the painted area. But she's right about Gordon. And you know, Izzy to say, well, he hasn't faced Jimmy Butler. He faced Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Come on, but I'm going to tell you the guy that I think is. Get once you get past the stars. How about Caleb Martin, who should have been the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals? That's a guy who last year wasn't even playing. And what's going to happen in Game Three, if and when? Tyler Hero comes back. Whose minutes does that cut into? Caleb Martin has been off the charts the way that he's played. He was terrific in Game 7. Can, can that carry over now into the NBA? He was one vote shy from winning the uh, conference finals MVP there. Okay. Yep. I'll, I will note right now, nobody picked Nikola Jokic as the most important player in the series. Well, that goes without saying. That goes without saying? Well, it went we without saying. You're absolutely right. We'll move on. Tonight, Game 1. Let me ask it this way, Frank Isola. Is it more crucial for one team over another? I feel like you asked me this before game one of the Western Conference Finals, and I thought it was huge for Denver to win game one from a confidence standpoint. Miami, if they were to lose game one, they'll be fine. I think Denver, which is 8-0 during the playoffs, I think it's huge for them. But think about Miami. On the road, they've won game one against Milwaukee, the Knicks, and Boston. They're 4-2 and two in the first two games of both series. If they were to win the championship, think about the run that they've gone on and the teams that they knocked off. I think it's huge for Denver. Nine days off, set the tone tonight. Israel Gutierrez, who's tonight more crucial for? It's far more crucial for Denver. Miami has already shown the ability to bounce back, and none more notably than on uh, on yep. the road in a Game 7 after three consecutive losses. And so if they lose a Game 1, there's no really doubt in their minds that they could come back and win a Game 2. Plus, Eric Spolster's won two championships. Both of those championships, his team lost Game 1 uh, of that series. So I don't think he's going to get concerned too, too much if they lose Game 1. I think Miami, obviously, having won their Game 1s on the road of the previous series, want to establish that again and place the pressure on them, but I don't think it's necessary. Larry Lyles Jr., more crucial tonight? I think it's obviously important for Denver to protect home court, but for something that Frank had mentioned about the Heat, winning game one has been part of their recipe. Uh, and to me, they're still the underdog. If you're able to win that first game at altitude, that is a much bigger deal, okay. I think, than any other factor. And if you do get that one, you have the coach that is best in game two game adjustments in Eric Spolster. So if Miami can get that game one, I think that's a huge step for them mm -hmm. going forward in the season. All right. L. Duncan, does it matter? Or is it more crucial yes. for somebody? I don't know that it matters in the long run, but clearly the pressure is on Miami. That pressure is always going to be on the underdog, especially when there's a talent disparity. I'm sorry, there is. And you just said it. Frank said it. How good they've been at game ones. That's a part of why they've gotten to where they are. This whole narrative that Denver's perfect at uh -oh. home and unbeatable there, and they have been, immediately ends. If you steal that first game, you make them uncomfortable, you get them thinking, you get in their head, and you ride them. But your point scoring there immediately ended when you used a band word on this year's program. All right, that was... That was game one, but now we got to go big, big picture. Woody Page, you may have seen on this here program earlier in the week, got his pick in. It was a sweep for Denver. So, around the horn, L. Duncan, who you got? Tonight, Miami. And for the series, the Nuggets. Frank Isola. I'm pulling, I'm pulling for my guy, Michael Malone, but I think it's going to be Miami. They're going to. Israel Gutierrez. You know I have to stick with my preseason prediction of Heat and seven. <laughs> Hello. And Parallel prediction. <laughs> Nuggets and six. Fire sell next. Wow, you can get it. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. April shot down in May, back on top in June. Right, Frank Isola? Detroit Pistons hiring Williams. Next head coach for $13 million per year. That's number one in the league. Frank, buy or sell that. You know, I remember doing a story on Monty more than 20 years ago, and he was basically an intern with the San Antonio Spurs, and here he is now, $78 million. It's a ton of money. But I'll say this about Monty. Guys that he's either worked or played under, John McLeod, Pat Riley, Jeff Van Gundy, Doc Rivers, Don Nelson, Larry Brown, Greg Popovich, Nate McMillan. He's been around a lot of smart people. The problem with Detroit, facilities are great. The owner's willing to spend. They need players. It doesn't have Devin Booker there. It doesn't have Kevin Durant. There's a lot of work to be done. So you're saying bye to Monty taking it, and you're still holding your bet here on whether Detroit can turn this around. L. Duncan, how about you? 14 straight playoff losses. Yeah. I'm I'm buying this on both sides. Like I feel like Detroit saw what he did for the Suns and we're like, we want that too, because the Pistons had the worst record in the NBA. You know who had the worst record in the NBA when he took over? The Suns did. And instantly they turned that into 15 wins in the first season. He's had them winning more games than anybody else over the last two seasons. And you know where that got him? Fired. So if you're Monty, you get to go to a place that clearly was desperate to have you and you have tons of runway to play with. Mm. Harry Lyles, buy or sell this. I'm buying it. I think people also forget how terrible the Suns were when he got there. And Devin Booker, I'm pretty sure, wanted out uh, up to that point. And he has become one of the best guards that we've got in all of basketball. There is also, Frank, to your point, a young court they've got there. Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, players that he will be able to develop and hopefully get the most out of them as well. And they, some, he seems like somebody that not only establishes better habits as a basketball player, but also better habits as a person in building a culture, which they desperately need there. And Israel Gutierrez, buy or sell. And that's why I'm buying it, even at the price, is because, you know, Monty Williams is a nurturer. He helps uh, young players grow and become some of the, the best version of themselves. And he instantly, uh, they instantly respect him uh, upon arrival. And so to create a culture, as Harry said, in Detroit, that's a very difficult job. And it's worth, it, you know, it costs that much to do mm -hmm. it. And so if you've got a guy like Man Monty Williams available, I I'd say he's the person. So you're choice. buying it no matter what the cost, it sounds like, even though it's more than Greg Popovich and Eric Spolstra. Okay. 
Well, those guys should get a raise then. <laughs> that may be true too. You're everybody's agent now, Israel. Buy or sell too, Boston Celtics coach Joe Missoula. Brad Stevens today saying Missoula is their man. Quote, he'll only get better, end quote. And the plan is to add an assistant. They might need more than that. There's a report their three assistants will leave the staff in Boston to go to Houston and rejoin Ime Odoka. Israel, buy or sell Boston's commitment to Missoula? Yeah, I'm buying this one too. And I know a lot of people are like pointing at his flaws and things that he didn't do well in the playoffs. But again, I agree with Brad Stevens there. He will only get better. He's 34 years old. If you go back and ask Eric Spolster from his first four years how much better a coach he is now, he'll tell you he's way better than he is than he was back then. And I think the same will be true for Missoula if he sticks with it. Frank, you buy Boston's commitment to Missoula here? Brad Stevens is the one that promoted him from behind the bench because he had originally hired him. Remember, they had Ime Doka on that bench, Will Hardy, Damon Stoudemire. All three of those guys got head coaching jobs. Two in the NBA. They were never replaced by anybody. So they'll bring in experienced guys. I've heard Steven Silas is a possibility. There may be another former NBA head coach as well. So I think Joe Missoula, you know, for the first time out, it's not easy. Go back to what they were saying about Eric Spolscher when they lost in the finals to Dallas. You know, sometimes you got to stick with these young coaches. Let's add in the second part of that story, L. Duncan. Not only is Missoula going to get some runway here with Boston, but that they may be losing assistance to go to Adoka. So buy or sell Boston's commitment here. Yeah, but that's the point, though, is this was not Joe Missoula's team. He was hot-potatoed this team because of all the controversy surrounding Ime. He didn't get a true offseason. He didn't get a true opportunity to implement a plan or set out what his regime would look like. He just inherited somebody else's issue and had to do whatever he could with it. So I'm glad that Brad Stevens is taking a more long-term approach because even though firing successful coaches is the trend du jour this year, it's not the right one. And Harold Lyles, Jr. I'm buying it too. I mean, he became coach, I think, four weeks before the season. Like, that's a pretty wild thing to consider for a guy that was 33 at the time. And you talk about losing assistance. Yes, that was a problem. In fact, I think the Damon Stoudemire loss was pretty a lot bigger than people realize. He's out here at Georgia Tech now. He is somebody that was credited with a lot of their defensive success, in particular with Marcus Smart, him being the defensive player of the year last year. So now that he's going to be able to actually have his own staff and have an offseason with this team, I think he will probably learn from a lot of the mistakes that he made this season as somebody that's still a young head coach with, I think, somebody that's a good mentor in Brad Stevens. Ooh, that horn came quick. Frank, I'll give you the last word, but you need about five points. You know, having experienced assistance is important, but I also think Joe Mazzulla could do himself a favor with his interactions with the media improving a little bit. I, you know, trying to be Bill Belichick and Greg Popovich, that's Wait, great you think he them. needs to be when nicer around, to the media? Is that what you're saying? It's not that. Oh, that's not getting you the sell point. your message a lot better than he did. Okay. Sell your well, message. He can work on that, too. But that's not getting you the points you need. Uh, Israel, let's break. Harry Lyles, Jr. L. Duncan. That's our showdown. Next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. LSU has a new football helmet. Have you seen it? It has 
air conditioning unit. Yes, air conditioning, or at least what they're calling airflow acceleration technology. It cools and it has a defogging visor. It's a battery pack with five hour charge. I want to ask you if this is a competitive advantage for LSU. Harry Lyles, first to you. You know, Tony, I wasn't so sure until I saw the response of all those players who were indoors and could not believe what they were feeling. Let me put my meteorologist hat on. It was 93 degrees in Baton Rouge yesterday. Yes, I think that is absolutely going to okay. be. Okay. L. Duncan? Those kids have been playing in those conditions and in that heat their entire life. Is it cool? Yes. Is it a competitive advantage? Absolutely not. What happens when one of them breaks and you have to send an HVAC guy out there on the <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only a five-hour charge, so it might not make it to the third quarter of an SDC game. Uh, I'll give the point to L. Duncan. We'll move on. Showdown 2, Player of the Year returning to college. Zach Eady withdrawing his name from the NBA draft, giving it another year at Purdue. The way his season ended last season was the one seed losing to a 16, so there's maybe some motivation there. Also of note, Player of the Year once removed, Oscar Shibwe made this decision last year. Came back and his draft stock slipped, allegedly. L for Edie, is it the right call to return? Well, yeah, because Zach Edie's draft stock's not particularly high as it is. Let me ask you this, Tony. Would you leave a party where you are the guest of honor to go to a party where you're not in on the guest list and you have to wait in line to get in? Of course you would not. Zach Eady coming back is exactly what he should do. You get the <laughs> FDU out of your mouth, and Purdue is returning all five starters. Maybe they can make a run. Harry? And his NIL potential is still going to be big. He is the national player of the year coming back. And the last time a 16 lost, or I'm sorry, a one lost to a 16, they came back and won the national championship next year. So maybe he's got that on. <laughs> you know what? I, I momentarily forgot that. Virginia, of course. I like the idea of a party, L. Duncan, but I prefer the idea of the name, image, and likeness money he could get at Purdue. That's the point for Harry Lyles. Showdown three. This decides it and I'm looking for the worst part of Jorge Lopez's night last night. Came in for relief, gave up home run, home run, walk, hit by pitch, he was pulled, and then he accidentally poured Powerade over his head instead of water. <laughs> Realized that, wasn't happy about that, he punched the cooler for it. Harry, what's the worst part of the night? <laughs> Tony, I didn't cringe until I saw the power raid go over the hair. That is so bad for your scalp, and it's somebody that cares about that. We can absolutely not have that. Yeah, Duncan. Absolutely, it's spilling the power raid. In fact, it makes you sticky and the bees follow you. He deserves that after that stat line he put up yesterday. Well done, sir. This matchup here, Harry and, and L knew each other back at 11 Alive in Atlanta. They worked together in their youngest years, traffic and uh, interning together. It's Harry Lyles that gets the win today. So Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris saved a three-year-old from drowning this past weekend in Las Vegas. He credited training that the Rams had with him to be able to save this child. The one, number one cause for deaths, a child's age one to four, is drowning. This is something that is absolutely preventable. There are layers of safety that you could take. I highly recommend you go to nomoreunder.org to keep your loved ones safe this summer. Thank you, Harry. I know how much that means to you. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy Hour is presented by Corona. Please drink responsibly.